That's right. We didn't get our rose, but we're still here. I'm your host, Mike Carrozza. And with me as always, my co-host. Hey, it's Chris Mejia. Yeah, and this week we begin a new season. We are going guestless this week because guess what? It, they decided to change the night that they that they're gonna that, that they're gonna put the Bachelorette on TV. Excuse excuse me, you're not gonna have it Monday nights no more. When we are planning a Tuesday recording, all it took really for was for us to research a little bit. <laughs> but well, you found out you found out the reason why they changed days. No, no, I looked up the days and I realized it was Tuesday. I didn't find out a reason. Uh, but but I found out the change happened and I'm not happy about that because it li- literally threw my entire week out of whack. And uh, here we go. I could we couldn't get a guest in time for the last minute of switching Tuesday to Wednesday. But we're going to be back with some guests hopping on talking about Michelle Young season. But before we do that, Chris, where can people find you? Where do you want people looking? People can find me at Tophermia, T-O-P-H-E-R-M-E-J-I-A on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitch. I've been yes. streaming on Twitch recently. Uh, and oh, also, if you live in the Seattle area or will be coming through to the Seattle area, you should check out my uh, live show that I co-run with former guest of the pod, Bo Johnson. And never um, again guest of the pod. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I messaged and I was like, hey, you want to do the pod? And he was like, never again. Uh, I I, I already have to associate with you enough. Uh Uh, But uh, it's called it's called Good Comedy. Uh, It's currently at Bad Jimmy's Brewing Company in Bad Jimmy's. But uh, I can't officially say this out loud yet, but I'm going to hint at the fact that we will be expanding to more places soon. Damn. so you should look us up at Good Comedy Seattle on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page if you're a weirdo who still uses Facebook. Um, uh-huh. And you know they're changing uh, the name of that, huh? Yeah, they're changing because it's a me- a metaverse now. Yeah. yeah. Which Jesus. I guess from a business standpoint makes sense, but it's stupid. It's very dumb. Oh, you think we're still not going to call it Facebook? We're going to call it. Uh, uh, I got nothing, Chris. You keep going. Oh, it's definitely going to be. <laughs> It's going to be like how they name all the apps where there's a, a vowel missing for some reason. That's going to be for Kibba. But uh, which we'll call it. Uh, yeah, uh, you should look, uh, look us up and get tickets. And uh, you get should em. get tickets ASAP because our shows sell out weeks in advance. And we're yeah, already mm-hmm. more than 50% sold out for our next Ooh. couple of shows. So Ooh. you should get tickets. Now, Mikey. Tickets. Yes. Mikey, sweetie, baby, honey, my lover. Yeah. Where can people find you? Find me at Mike Carroza, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. I got this podcast. We didn't get a rose. Listen to that. Check that out. Give us five stars and review us. Nice. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. Uh, I've got my album Cherubic out. It's been out uh, over a year now, which feels surreal. And I'm doing shows all over Montreal. But check this out. Toronto. Listeners in Toronto, I'll be back the week of December 12th. So can't announce the shows I'm doing completely, but I've got shows December 12th through the 16th, and then I'm out of there again. December 13th, Comedy Bar, 8 p.m. in the cab space. My show, Figure It Out with Mike Carrozza, is returning. Yeah, baby. 
That's my show. And I've already locked in a couple of guests that I'm excited about. We got ourselves a Hisham Kaladi, Chris Sandiford, Courtney Gilmore, past and future guest, Courtney Gilmore. And we got ourselves friggin' Cassie Cow. And uh, well, this gives away another show, but he's on the show and I'm locking him in. Ivan Decker is going to be on my show. Get it. Get it. Get it. My sweet boy Decker. And uh, so, yeah, get a look at that. Get your tickets soon because I have to send that info to them to put it on the website. But uh, December 13th, lock it in. Make those plans, baby. And uh, we also have our Twitter and Instagram that you can follow at We Didn't Get a Rose. Chris does an excellent job running those. Fucking killing it. I was uh, not watching live last night, but I was seeing the tweets and liking them and not understanding the full scope of things. And then while I was watching, there were moments where I was like, oh, shit. Now I get it. And it's <laughs> worse than I thought. Uh, clearly talking about one person. Is it time? Do we have Bachelor News? Or is it all about the people uh, well, in this you forgot, episode? You forgot to plug one thing to our audience. Oh, what's um, that? You forgot to plug your beautiful mustache. The, no, the don't do this. The facial hair that sits on my co-host's lips. He grew a mustache um, and I just it's want for Mike, a bit. Uh, but I want Mikey to know that it looks <laughs> great. And I want the audience to know it, even though they'll never see it. Yeah, you'll probably never see it unless you come to the shows on uh, October 30th and 31st at Cafe Cleopatra and Diving Bell, where I will be sporting this mustache to be a character who is a lawyer for ghouls. All right. Well, that's uh, why we're talking about that anymore. Do we have Bachelor News, Chris? <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> so Bachelor News, I actually don't think I have any. I guess the big thing was like, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the big thing is uh, Maddie P had her book signing that a lot of alum were at. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, she because that's what she you wrote do. a book. Yeah, because that's what you do when you're on this show. You write a book because uh, for some reason your thoughts matter. And what the fuck does she possibly have to write about that people need to read? I Didn't think she her- also date Mikey for a bit. And then she was like, you're weird on TikTok. And, um, uh, thought I yeah, so her and Christian Mike from Katie's Katie season, season. Virgin were seen Boy. on dates together. Double virgins. Double <laughs> <laughs> double virgins double uh i don't i was about to say the, the fun but i don't i no. don't want to finish that last uh, her book is called uh made for this moment is Ugh. what it's called shut up uh which i'm trying to load up uh the page for it to read the description uh yeah made for this mer- moment standing firm with strength Grace and courage. Oh, eat my entire ass. Like, no, I could you're... not give less of a fuck. <laughs> I really, I truly, with all my entire being, could not give less of a fucking fuck about Madison Pruitt and her fucking thoughts. Like, what do you possibly have to say in this book? And why are there so many Bachelor alum with books out? I'm seeing, I just Googled. Uh, every book published by members of the franchise of The Bachelor, and there are a lot more books than I think yeah, should have ever. A lot. 
I saw a meme that was talking about that of like how many Bachelor alum have books. And like, first of all, nothing, nothing beats Tyler Cameron's book being called You Deserve Better or something like that. Jesus. What was it called? Uh, I don't remember. I'm, lo- I'm, I'm scrolling down this list. It's probably going to come up. You deserve better. What life has taught me about love, relationships, and becoming your best self. Just fucking amazing. Uh, no, here's listen Yikes. to this description. So know your, uh, in big letters, know your roots deep and your standards high. Madison Pruitt knows a thing or two about being strong under pressure, competing on season 24 of The Bachelor. Madison drew on the strength that was already in her and was able to stay true to herself and made for this moment. Madison explores the blip. The what? The biblical story of Esther. Oh, fuck a off. deeper look at we, being ready for times in life. Eat my fucking ass. Eat my whole fucking ass right now. Get, ri- get rid of it. Take my enti- the whole ass. Take it away from me and fucking shove it down your fucking mouth. I can't give a fuck. I truly cannot give a fuck. I don't understand how it has come to this where there are so many books by Bachelor contestants and Madison Pruitt is one of them who's like, my whole thing was that I was a virgin on a show with a horn dog Bachelor and I said, the horniest Bachelor, the horniest Bachelor and I tell you what, you better not fuck another lady at the fuck palace. You can't be doing sex at a part of the show where people assume sex is happening. You can't do that. Not uh, not if you love me, not if you love me, you can't have sex with anybody. How dare you? Why would you do that? And that's her entire contribution to the franchise. There's more to the bio. Uh, May for this moment will help you navigate the complex realities of living in an age of social media and confusing standards. God's timing is not a mistake. Uh, you were made for such a time as this. No, no, no. That was, oh, I can't believe it. Didn't Peter pick her over Hannah Ann after already picking Hannah yeah, Ann? Yeah, so it was, he picked, he basically picked Hannah Ann because Maddie dipped. And then... He was just like, all right, well, like he basically chose Hannah Ann because Hannah Ann was all that was left. And yeah, I forgot he about that. went and wasn't it his mom was crying, being like, bring her home. But she was, was talking crying about Hannah, Hannah Ann. Yeah. Yeah. Because that made sense. And then and I forgot that that Mad- Maddie's whole deal is that her dad's like the state football team coach or whatever for like uh, the college and he's just who, a Maddie I think it was like Auburn's basketball coach okay that makes sense basketball some or he's involved with the Auburn men's basketball coaching staff because because at a recent she Auburn football game she was in the crowd with like the actual basketball coach who isn't her father Mm. Um, and then uh, someone else who I forget, who's like Auburn alum and famous. And mm. then uh, Cam Newton, former quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, just like runs into the stands and just chills with them while the men's basketball coach ripped his shirt off and was like partying with the students. Uh, it's 
Okay. I, I, I just don't understand why she's at all a thing. I, I can't I can't for the life of me justify her being somebody who is stuck out in any of this. Anyway, you speaking to somebody who did stand out and is worth our attention and time and our uh, appreciation. We've got ourselves a very, very, very sweet bachelorette this season mm-hmm. who is beautiful and capable and smart and attentive and outspoken and very clear and communicative. Uh, so Michelle Young is our bachelorette this season, season 18, fall 2021. We've got ourselves Michelle Young. Now, the first thing that happens is we get ourselves a little breakdown and an opening scene with Michelle. And uh, we I don't like my first notes are basically I wonder how much they're going to lean into the classes in session or like disciplinarian thing. And also, why is she asking 10 year olds for dating advice? Because that whole beginning was so funny to me. Also, okay, that was hilarious to me because she basically got slut shamed by one of her students. It's like you got to kiss 30 guys, I guess. Like, yeah, like right out of the bat. Like, what? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I cackled so much at that. I had a good time with that, too. I thought that was funny. I was like, this is so dumb that you're that they're staging this conversation with children. Like, why? Why I get oh you're a teacher I get it you have to be around the kids, but then why do you have to have the conversation, like so how many the real question about the math we're doing right now is how many boyfriends are you gonna have Miss Young, she's like well guess and there's like ten it's like thirty, like wow thirty huh, also I think it's weird that they call them oh boyfriends yeah boyfriends went. Like, I think after week four, then maybe, 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 maybe. like not I even not all the guys, you know, like Aaron made it far on Katie's season, but not once did I ever consider him to be like someone he she was into. Right. Right. You know, so I think he was just like, we're, that's we're a bro just throwing around terminology. That's exactly. very not especially applying. since 30 is the number they walk in with. And she knocked out like what? Six, you know? Yeah. So also, I will say I as much as I love mm-hmm. uh, Michelle so far, I was yeah. already a fan of her on her season. I already thought with Matt James, she yeah. was way out of Matt James's league. Ooh. Um, just light years ahead of him. Yeah. And I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, she's out of everyone's league. And uh, but me. that being said, uh, even though I've already been a fan of her, I think just from what we've seen from this initial episode, I'm like, you, like, she, Michelle, I, okay. I don't mean to, like, I don't want to compare, like, I don't want to, like, compare, like, baby, but the vibes I'm getting from Michelle right off the bat is what we were hoping Katie's season would be. There it is. And, and nothing against Katie, but like, no. it's just one of those Katie season going into it based off of the buzz and stuff. You thought, right. oh, Katie's going to be the bachelorette. That's not going to take shit. And it's going to yeah. put the dudes in their place and this, yeah. this, and that. And then just got, I mean, 
unfortunately, like when you're getting gaslit the way right. like she was, like you're not gonna notice that shit till it's too late. Right. So like oh, I was not- even just thinking about the Thomas thing where she was like, I'm not taking any shit, but it's performative not taking any shit versus right. Michelle being like, Well, we'll we'll get to that, but like not right. taking any shit with somebody on a private level and being firm. I was right. like, yo, yes, versus also nurturing somebody when he was like, you know, I'm nervous and like affirming and, you know, there's like a bit of there's a directness and an, and an openness to Michelle that we are seeing that I really appreciate in her. Right. And I'm excited to see how these guys handle it, because I think some of these guys are just probably not going to be able to. And she's she's just a she's one of the few leads that like the the positive and the like what makes them a dope person isn't hanging on a gimmick like they're not <laughs> like they're well, <laughs> well okay, you're right yes. you're There's right the whole teacher thing and There's the teacher yes, thing and the my parents thing. and the basketball thing it's the but parents think- it's the basketball and the teacher stuff it's all that all at once all the time and they're gonna hammer that shit into our skulls the entire season but you can still tell that there's way more to that. It's just right. There's so much more to edit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, right off the bat, I'm like, after this episode, I was like, I think I'm really going to enjoy watching Michelle because. You want to hear something? I said the same thing. I felt the same way. I, yeah, buddy. Because like Paradise, I was like not in until like basically the end and then it was like the end i even fell off katie's season felt like upsetting matt james's season was just we're mad at matt and that's kind of fun sure and we had victoria for the first time and she was still fresh and funny to watch but this is like oh no i want michelle to find love and i think she's gonna find it and i think that she's gonna be as open and honest as possible and that's what's gonna get her everything and I think that Katie, you know, God love her. But uh, that Greg situation was tough to watch. And that's not on her or anything. But I think that's partly why I didn't enjoy watching the season was like Greg and Carl and Thomas. And then turns out Blake is the, you know, the one that she ends up with. But Blake was tough to watch when he showed up, mm-hmm. you know, um, that said, I'm I'm I don't think I've started a season with. Uh, with this many like good feelings about not just the bachelorette, but also the guys on the show. Cause there are guys that like normally every season I'm like, I hate this guy, but like all these guys, I'm kind of like either I don't care about, or I'm like positive on, you know, so right. I'm excited to watch. I Like, so right. I guess we might as well get into it. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk about like- who we meet right off the bat, like the opening guys. So, oh, like the intro montage about the was not paying attention during that. Look, I'm going to name the guys that they show us and just like quick brief things. They show us Chris S, who's the southern guy who seems like he's trying too hard (laughs) to be Mm. the funny guy. He's like, Mm -hmm. you can catch me in the ocean with my floaties on. Was he the one who self-admitted to being a mama's boy? Yeah, yeah. See, I this is okay. Here's my thing oh, to Mama's here's, Boys. Here's, okay, here's, you got something to say about thing. Mama's Boys? I love. First of all, I love my mama, and I would take I a howitzer to the face for her. I would do anything for my mama. Uh-huh. But I hate that most dudes who are self-proclaimed Mama's Boys have ruined 
Yes. Have ruined the reputation yes. of being a mama's boy. Like uh-huh. some of us love our mamas and know how to act in public while mm-hmm. most don't. So I just want to say to Chris for saying self-proclaimed mama's boy, bitch, you better be on your best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You better Chris. not ruin this. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Chris and he's a mama's boy. See your proxy. What's going on? He's uh, no, no. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing. The thing is, he also was the one that was like, I'm not I'm not afraid to say it. I get my eyebrows done. And I was like, oh, like that was very much. See, I'm not all just this guy stuff. I'm not just a bro. I get my eyebrows done, you know, uh, like a woman. Like that's like, you know, it felt like enforcing binaries rather than being like, yeah, I get my eyebrows down. It's like, I like that about it. He's like, see, huh? That's what it felt like. Very yeah. annoying. Um, Then there was Clayton. Clayton's mom is a teacher. And then the thing is, we already know stuff about Clayton because news basically could not be avoided. Um, What are we talking about? Do we say it? We, we. Uh, okay. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're aware. Yeah. Um, also, so I feel we, like we've talked about him on the podcast before. We have. Yeah. Let's just so say Clayton, Clayton, if you don't know, becomes the, is the next bachelor. Yeah, he is the next bachelor, which means that anytime we see him with Michelle and getting on, we're kind of like, we know it's not going to work out between them because Clayton is now the bachelor and they're right. shooting that season. And also that lets us know now that the edits of we that we see of Clayton are always going to make him look not only good, but then make sure that they've edited him in a way that when his heart is eventually broken, that for some reason we're going to give a shit and want to see him find love on his season. I don't fucking care for Clayton at all already. I'm I watched his intro and was like, oh, I think I might sit next season out. Cause I'm like, this guy's a wooden block. And he's like, I love my mom. She's a teacher. Wink, wink. Michelle's a teacher. And then the, like something about how he like introduced himself and then that whole ruler thing. I was like, this guy is really stiff. He's so, he's so milk toast. Like he's so, did you, you texted me that he's what, what, what was it? Um, youth pastor energy. Yeah, he has strong youth pastor energy. Like yeah. he's like the youth pastor who like he does. He's not the level of youth pastor where he dressed his hip and like is like, yeah, let's play Kendrick in the church lobby. He's not that right. kind of youth pastor. No. He's more of like uh, like youth pastor in a small town mm. who like he's like, oh, I always listen to Hillsong. But, you know, one time I listened to Drake, you know, I'll admit it <laughs> like like that just. He uh, oh and speaking of which I'm looking at his bio page, uh his three fun facts. No, I forgot about these. His three fun facts are uh no, Clayton no. had a mohawk in college. Boo. So out of all things to mention about not only yourself but your life on what's gonna make you interesting, what you bring up was that you had a a certain type of haircut in college. Sounds boring. I'm going to say, okay, say the third one first. Yeah, I'm going to say the third one and then the (laughs) second one, because usually that's how all of these. It's always the second one. The second one is the funniest every time. So I'm not reading these, by the way. I just know that that's how we're doing it. I actually Uh, clicked on Chris C. Chris G's. 
Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so first one was Clayton had a mohawk in college. Third one is Clayton would love to own multiple gyms. We can tell Clayton your yeah. your bicep is the size of a whole can. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Well, aware we understand. This was in we your know what's up. Path. We know what's up. Yeah, good for you. The final fun fact. Don't do this to me. What is it? No, Chris. What is Clayton's wrapping no. alter oh, ego? Wow. Oh no. No, no, no. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> Clayton's wrapping alter ego is named Clayto. Clayto? Clayto? Like a tornado? Clayto, like Plato, but with like, but clay. Oh fuck off. Oh, Chris, I don't want to do this to you, but <laughs> next season where I'm taking it off, I can't do this. I can't root for this guy at all. I hate I hate this. I hate all the stuff, man. We really got to pick and choose who we're talking about, because this is already going to be a long episode and we don't want to do more than another 40 minutes. <laughs> I, um, I, I clicked on Chris G by accident. And I just read his here are Chris G. Chris G is the guy from Halifax um, who like speaks at nonprofits. And um, then, okay. So the one thing, other thing I noticed about Chris G when he like talked to Michelle for the first time is he had like a weird accent. Like he's talking like a Nova Scotia boy here, like in the intro and then later with the guys. But then when he's talking to Michelle, he's got this weird accent. I, I don't know. That's my note for him. But here are his three things. And um, this one, it's going to be I'm going to go first, third, and then second, too, because okay. the sec- the second one is the one that's going to make you go like eye roll. The third one might make you laugh a little bit. First one, Chris G loves escape rooms, which I get it. I love puzzles, too. Those are fun. But yeah, um, puzzles are fun. yeah. He, Chris G has two cats. Sure. All right. One named cat. And one named small cat. So Chris G is a creative type. Which leads me to number two. Chris G enjoys performing spoken word poetry. No, kick him off. Yep. Did he yep. get a rose? He got a rose. Kick him off. No. Nope. Yeah. There we nope. go. That's so, almost that's almost worse uh-huh. than Connor's punts. Almost. Connor's puns are worse that we can uh, we can agree on. Yeah, those are still the thing on. is, here's the thing. Here's what's OK. So it's not just spoken. First of all, poetry is spoken word. Let's get that out of the way. Do you mean slam poetry? Because that would make this equal to Connor's puns. <laughs> OK. Um. So in the intro, we meet a bunch of guys. We get their like packages and their clips or whatever. And then. Well, one with Nate, who like does a lot of driving. He's from Winnipeg. Shout out Canada, but he lives in Austin, loves road trips, and his mom's a teacher, too. But then he keeps filming his dog while he's driving. And I'm like, hey, man, I get it. Um, put the phone down, though. You are driving. Uh, that was my one thing. Uh, but I love Nate. Nate. Oh, I love Nate. him. I, I love him, though. I think he's great. I, oh, he's he, originally he, from Canada. He's from Winnipeg, baby. Oh, Yeah. Um, so, okay. I'm going to look up Nate's things too, uh, for after So but... his are real quick. They're, they're yeah. nothing funny. Um, oh. Nate likes edible arrangements, dreams of <laughs> visiting the Taj Mahal, Taj Mahal, <laughs> Mahaj, uh-huh. Taj Mahal, uh, Taj Mahal. And then, 
Uh, he can't dance to save his life. Whoa. Okay. All right. Uh, that sucks, man. You'd think you'd have a, you, you know, get a little rhythm. His going. bio goes out of his way to point out that he's six foot eight. Oh, so we got another Thomas. Um, no, I like this guy. Don't ruin him yet. All right. So they show us all the guys, including Ryan, who's like Mr. Southern tractor boy. I live on the farm I grew up on and I wake up and I tend to the fields and then I play with my dogs and shirtless, shirtless guy. And then we cut to Tasha and Caitlin going through all the guys rooms and be like, hey, nice to meet you. Can we just like go through your stuff? And they're like, OK. And we find out that Ryan has two fucking like binders or like books with prepared materials such as how to get a good edit and how to not be a villain on the show. And she's a teacher. So pretend to be interested in that stuff. And uh, that was insane. It was like finding a serial killer's notes and he's just waiting in front of the room. Like, I wonder what they're going to find. I mean, I have nothing to hide. Blah, 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 blah. Which, okay, so Ryan has several different reasons to find him, to view him as the scum that he is. Yes. But, Can I tell you about the thing that made me laugh before we ream him? Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. The When they showed us the cover of, like, the binder that he put together. And Bachelorette drew, was misspelled. Bachelorette was misspelled. And he drew a, a rose, but it looked so childish and bad. I could not stop laughing. It was the equivalent of like, you know, that the, the movie, the snowman where that note of was like detective, I have given you all the clues. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what it was giving me. So I had a good laugh at that. Like I paused it and laughed at that and wrote that down, but man, uh, yeah, this whole thing made me uncomfortable. Chris go off baby. So, okay. So first of all, Title my thesis, fuck Ryan. Uh, second of all, so several things. One, uh, to jump ahead, he basically gets confronted by Michelle later on about these notes. And in it, in his defense, he tries to say, oh, I don't know anything about The Bachelor. Uh, I've maybe seen like one episode, but I've never watched. This is all from a friend's wife. But uh, funny God. that he says that because The Bachelor uh last year and the year before uh toured the u.s doing live shows where they would cast someone in that city to play the bachelor and then cast women to be the contestants and then they did a real live dating show on stage uh right. where they do different dates and all of that kind of shit ben higgins was the host with some lady i forget who the lady was uh, but ben higgins plus lady plus lady and san jose remember. Ryan got casted to be said bachelor. So regardless oh, of where they're doing there, huh. regardless of how much he's seen the show or not, you're at least aware of the franchise. Familiar, bro. Like, familiar with it. Also, what, I love. Did your friend's say, wife bring you to that too, or what? What was the impetus there, buddy? Where'd you? Where'd you? Did, how'd you get over there? I also mm -hmm. like when people try to claim like, oh, I don't know anything about this show. And it's just like, but you still applied to be on it. No, people can recommend others. But then you still interviewed for it and you. Yeah, you didn't no do your point, research. Like you, you just had That's no insane. point for like, let me watch one episode. Yeah. Uh, and then also with Ryan, uh, 
two women who are on his live bachelor show mm-hmm. basically meshes the gossip pages to be like, I don't oh. know if he made that list, but I could 100% believe that he did because of the type of guy he was, because they were saying how he was a dude who like, one girl said that basically the woman he was looking for needed to be a woman who was like playing uh, backseat to his his like dreams and aspirations and shit like that. Like uh-huh. where basically whoever he was going to date was be more of an item than an actual partner uh, in his life. And then two, and a, another woman uh, messaged and said that basically Ryan had spreadsheets of like what he was looking for. It had all of these. Yeah, we that saw that shit had. on the show. Well, so when he was on the live thing, he had spreadsheets of like what the what boxes the women needed to check. And wow. if a he woman, showed up with that shit at the live show, too. Yeah. Yo. And, and if a woman didn't check every single box in his words, he wasn't going to waste his time. <laughs> oh, man, I kind of want to watch Michelle tear him apart again, knowing all this. <laughs> Cause like like he shows up in an ice cream truck, and she's like, "How do you know that ice cream is the way to my heart?" And he said, "Did somebody order two scoops of love?" And she's like, "Me." And she's really into it, and he's charming her that way. And they have a chat, and he's like, "Well, let's get some ice cream. What do you want?" She's like, "Can I sample?" They have a little sample of some ice cream. She's like, "This is really good. Tell me about yourself." And he's like, well, grew up on the farm and blah, blah, blah. She's like, what's your favorite ice cream? He's like, only time will tell. That's some stuff that you're going to have to learn by getting to know me. And she's like, well, that's kind of what I'm doing. And then later on, Caitlin and Tasha are like, hey, so we found some fucked up shit. Um, and, uh, you know, she's like, oh, is it someone that I've already talked to? And they're like, uh, yeah, it's, it's Ryan. She was like, I figured it might be Ryan. Michelle was like, I figured it might be Ryan. That's not a good sign at all. She sits down with him and talks to him about it. He his story changes so much. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's my friend. I don't know anything about the show, and you know, he looks like he's gonna be saying he's gonna say like that's not true. He's gonna deny it outright. That's what it felt like. And then she's like, "Well, you have them here, right? They're in your room." He's like, "Yeah." <gasps> and she's like, "Well, why don't we have an open and honest conversation about it when we have them?" Let's go. When she was, oh my God. When she was like, oh, you got him? All right, come on. Let's go. That whole bit, my God. It was that moment. I'm like, this is going to be the best season I've seen. This is going to be an amazing season. This is going to be be That was the moment for me, too, where I was like, she's not taking shit in the way that we thought no one would take shit. Like, this felt like this felt like the most teachery she got the whole night. Because, like, this feels like a, it's like, oh, so you you have your homework and it's it's done, but it's just in your locker. Your homework's in your locker and you need a hall pass to go get it. Well, I'll take you. You won't need a hall pass with me. Let's go to your locker. Yeah. You can tell she's a good teacher based off of the way she was just like, oh, you have the notes? Yeah, they're in my room. Okay, bet. All right, come on. Take me. <laughs> take me to the room. They go to the room. She finds two fucking binders. I'm calling them binders because I don't want to say duo tangs because like how regional is that? Because they're literally those like pocket folders, right? Yeah, we just call those folders. See, I don't like folders because that, that, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel right to me. They're, you know, anyway, point is 
she, he's got two of them and he's like well one of them is like mine and my research and like i like when i talked found talked to you about ice cream like i did that i learned that about you where i like write notes when i was watching the show and she like looked over at him like when you were watching the show huh okay well i'm already out on this and he was like um can i and she was he was like i could leave the room if you want she's like yeah that'd be good uh so he leaves the room and waits for her and she goes through it reads probably all of it honestly and just comes out and is like you know what i uh don't think i want to start off relationships with a red flag like this so i don't think it'd be okay to continue with you and he's like is there you know i think maybe you should give me a chance she's like i've already made my decision and he's Mm. like is there anything i can do to change your mind she says again my mind's made up can i walk you out and the way she hit that again i was like michelle yep just kick him in the face we all want to see it we all want to see it and then that she yeah perfect yeah i was just sorry to cut you off i was just gonna say the when she was like again Mm. like it was because it wasn't even like like i loved that moment for so many different reasons one she was basically she was like being very stern about like i i don't like this shit and you're gone but then she was doing it in a way that was like wasn't like the typical i i want to be nice to your feelings where it was just very much like no like this is fucking weird this is a red flag and like you're out of here and then the two different times he tried to like weasel his way back in where she was just like Mm -hmm. you just heard me i didn't i didn't stutter you are off the show and take two steps back turn around keep walking she Michelle is being what Claire wanted to be. My God. My God. What Claire thinks that she was when she told Juan Pablo no. Right. When she told Juan Pablo no, or when she sent Yosef home. Yeah. That that is what, because it's just like, it's and the reason why it's so dope to see is is like we know we know there's more women mm. out there like this, but on this yeah. TV show, the producers are terrible people yep. who manipulate and force people to keep people like Ryan on the show, even though we know they don't want them there. They just right. force them to be producers, on the show. Producers knew about Ryan's books. Right. Because because otherwise, why would they be like, hey Tasha, Caitlin, go check out these guys' rooms? Right. Like they're doing room raiders out of nowhere. Like, yeah, clearly somehow one of the producers found out. And that's why, like, some people have conspiracy of like how real is the notes, because it just seems a little too convenient that it's real, man. They do the room raider shit. This the second that a guy apparently has notes. And then for (sighs) some reason, this guy has all his notes out and doesn't think to hide them or anything like that. And then when they come back to the hotel room, the notes are all out, which is like, don't get me wrong. Ryan, I would believe, is dumb enough to just have this shit out. Well, I bet they just opened one of his bags and it was right on top. Because like, right. where are you going to put your notes? You're going to crumple them in your clothes and shit? No, this is your private room. No one's allowed in there. Uh-oh. Tasha and Caitlin are coming to hang out. Well, if I go in there and hide something, that's suspicious. Right. So Let it's me just give you like, history facts. Uh, Ryan is enthusiastic about cuddling. 
that's fact number three. Fact number one, Ryan is obsessed with ice cream trucks. Obsessed? 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 Weird word choice. Who can be obsessed with ice cream trucks? That's psychotic. Also, number two, I'm sorry, but you can't be obsessed about ice cream trucks when ice cream trucks are prime. Their primary customer base is children. I mean, like that's yeah. I mean, I I, I didn't even make that connection. I was kind of like, they're not even around much. You know, like, what are you what are you obsessing over? Do you own an ice cream truck? And is that what you love? I don't know. Number two fact. Are you ready for this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the first two words. He gets the last one. Ryan, all caps, loves blank. Come on. One guess. Is this something related to like? S? No, one guess. One guess. Just any word, because I'll tell you if you don't say it. In five, four. Three. Is it like a office? Office program. Yo, it's spreadsheets. Ryan <laughs> loves spreadsheets. Yeah, Mr. Farm Boy. So Do- yeah, I hate him too. So fuck him. I love Excel. Don't get me wrong. I love no, Excel. I, I'm like Excel is cool when you know how to use it. And there are people out there who are passionate about this stuff. But this man is like, I love capital L V facts. Like, come on, bro. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, he proved it. I think they knew what they were doing when they gave us those three facts. But let me um, let's go through the the guys meeting her because we we skipped over that to get to the drama. I'll say uh, Nate meets her first. Nate is everything. Uh, it's Love better me. Nate than never. Fuck you. Literally is only flaw is that and the driving and, and uh, pictures. <laughs> I like dogs. Nate so much. I forgot he said that. Mm-hmm. Look, he was very simple and it was he was just very open and it's just him. And he introduced himself to Michelle. and was like, I'm Nate and here's a shitty line or whatever. But like, nice to meet you. And they sincerely looked like they had a spark. And I was like, these two are something. And I believe it. And I like it a lot. So don't take it away from me. Um, Romeo shows up and speaks French poorly, by the way, calls her Juliet. And it's like, yeah, buddy, they kill themselves. Do you read that play? Romeo and Juliet? They're, yeah, I, they're so in love and they're teenagers and they kill themselves accidentally. I don't understand why Romeo and Juliet is always like the bastion of romance when it's like, yeah, they that that hey, two 13 year olds were into each other and then yeah. died. It's it's two underage youths. We're like, we want to fuck even though our families hate each other. And then like multiple people die, like multiple people outside of the two leads yeah. die because of their relationship. I'm sorry, our like, relationship is destructive. And then and then they both commit suicide. Well, because one of them fakes, su- fakes death and then. <laughs> one realizes one is just impatient and doesn't think to like wait 10 minutes exactly and also i love how that both of their deaths happen because a courier mistrap like got hit in traffic or something where it's just yeah. like oh uh, oh shit yo i'm actually running by what you couldn't I'll text us 
<laughs> Point is, Romeo I, and Juliet this... is a bullshit story. I don't understand why society is so obsessed with it. And also, I don't understand why anyone is like, will you be my Juliet? That nice. if, a, ladies, if a man says he wants you to be your Juliet, he wants you to die. Stay away from him. He's he's a red flag. Um, Something about Romeo rubs, rubs me the wrong way, too. Like, I don't like him. Every time he talks, he sounds like a villain from like a rom-com, like one of those villain, like the villain types that in like the early 2000s, late 90s that they were like, well, we're going to queer code this guy. We're not going to outright say it, but he's probably maybe gay. That's up to the audience. And he's just going to be mean for no reason. And that's our villain. That kind of guy. That's what he sounds like to me. Uh, am I doing cement too much? your opinion about him? One of his fun facts is that he wants to go to Burning Man one day. Fucking dork. Anyway, uh, Jack shows up in a white tux. And uh, my notes for him were he looks like he was w- working valet and they needed one more guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, his name is Jack Russell. And he's like, like the dog, I'm loyal and playful. And it's like, let me stop you right there. We know from right here that you're not getting this rose. Just go back by the keys, man. Um, then Clayton meets. Michelle and my notes are literally Clayton dot dot dot. I do not care. Uh, he's like, I used to be a student, and here's something if I misbehave. And then she yeah, he the, pulls a giant roller to which he has Michelle spank him with it on the ass. And it's like, whatever. His energy is so square and boring. And then I said, no wonder Chris called him a youth pastor. Jamie shows up. Yo, Jamie's fucking dope. This dude. This dude is a biotech CEO out of San Diego, and he shows up and compliments Michelle by being like, yo, that dress was just fabric until you brought it to life. And he is just very confident, but his like his posture is too good, like he's too stiff. But I like this guy. I, I'm, I think this guy's lived a life, and he's smart, and I dig it. I think this guy is cool as hell. I'm, I'm looking out for Jamie. So, yeah. Jamie um, does seem like the type of dude who he would work at your office and you're just like, there's no way you're a real person. Like he's, he's what like, and I don't mean that in like a negative way, like in a no, positive no. way of like, you can tell like he's lived a full life and like, like he seems like, like a cool, like a cool uncle that would come Yo, on yes. like Fresh Prince or like one of those shows where you're yeah, just he- like, Oh, it's the cool uncle who's like, yeah, I just came back from doing an excavation in like fucking yeah. Africa. Or and something. guess what? Here's a bone I dug up. Don't tell anybody. And then he turns <laughs> to your dad and goes, it's a replica. You think I'd actually bring the kid a bone? Come on. I'm not an idiot. I'm your smart brother. And then he turns to you and winks. You know, uh, that's the kind of uncle he seems like his yeah. his fun facts are. One of his fun facts is I have never seen a reality TV show oh, episode of reality TV in his life. I'm like, okay. Uh, the fact that you felt like you had to mention that, do not care. Um, but like Jamie a lot, uh, Chris G shows up and he, my notes are Chris G quotes Halifax. And then my notes are bro. WTF was that accent question mark, exclamation mark. Um, then we got Malik is nervous. Alec too. Will speaks to her in Spanish, whatever. Pardeep is like a neuroscientist. He's like, my dopamine's going crazy. Oh, uh, Olumide, Olu, 
is like just a name that they put up, but his full name on the site is Olumide. So Olu is like it's NBA draft night. Sure. Chris S shows up in a school bus in shorts and a backpack. And the thing about Chris that I don't like is that he acts like he knows he's the funny guy, but doesn't deliver like he's been told too many times, like, oh, we got a jokester. And he's like, that's my role in this group of people. And it's like, no, just because you're willing to make a fool of yourself does not make you funny. And that's just his deal. He seems like one of those guys who thinks quoting funny movies is counts as a sense of humor. Yo, yes. 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 That's, that's the vibes that Chris S gives me. Entirely. Entirely. I'll tell you this, though. Garrett shows up with a cane and a broken foot, and he's this tech CEO from Salt Lake. And the moment I saw Salt Lake, I was like, nah, man, get back in the car. Uh, you this how you're going to come from Mormontown on the bachelorette and you're going to show up and be like, well, my friends back home told me to break a leg and I actually broke my foot before coming out here. So that's a story. And it's like, hey, man, um, you look like you jump hump even and soak even if you're uh, married. You know what I mean? Like it's like your preferred method of sex. Okay, can I say when I learned about soaking? Yo, when I learned about that shit, it was disgusted. I need to put my. I was like for a week straight. That's all I could talk about. I know it's it's fucking stupid. These fucking morons think that their their <laughs> god is so almighty and great, and then they're like, <laughs> I bet he hasn't thought of this loophole <laughs> where we do the exact same thing as premarital sex. But it's involuntary. What? No. Like they think God is in heaven, like a football referee, just like watching clothes. Like, don't, don't you taunt. Don't you? Yeah, I got yeah. the flag. Yeah, don't yeah. You do he's, it. Like a, he's an umpire at a base, and and like, it's like technically you're safe, but you watch it. You were, <laughs> you were this close. You're safe, but I'm very upset with you. I'm very mad. Uh, so Garrett, get out of here. Uh, Casey does the hand slap game and he's like you see i want to look at you you're too distracting i can't win this game brandon k <laughs> this fucking dweeb this fucking loser shows oh, wait, up hold Mardi on, real beads. yeah real quick to go back to garrett i looked up his uh two of his facts actually three oh, no. i'll just say all three i'm a speed say them oh, garrett no. loves pickles garrett loves plants and calls himself a plant daddy growing up garrett had a bowl cut so we're right to not like Garrett Casey and Brandon. I don't care for Mr. Plant Daddy. I don't like this. <laughs> I like man. how you tried to move on. You're like, no, 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 no. I got to come back. I don't like this plant daddy, plant mommy shit. I don't like it when you have pets and call yourself a parent or like dog mom or oh my or speak for, on behalf of your dog. I don't like that shit. You're like, what is happening? I don't like it. I don't like it. It puts a bad taste in my mouth when it's like, well, I'm a dog mom. I'm like, you are a 30 year old person with a puppy and you're going around saying I'm a mom. And it's like, you don't need to do that. You can just say I have a dog that I love very much and he can't speak so I can infer this information from him. But honestly, I just love my dog and care for it. Speaking of which, my husband is a plant daddy and he dads these plants. Okay, fuck off. I hate it. My husband fucked the tree and now we have these plants in the house. 
Fuck you. I hate I'm very heated. I'm mad I, about them switching to this Tuesdays. This doesn't offend me at all because you said you're 30 years old calling yourself dad, dog dad. Like you should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. Um, and that doesn't apply to me because I'm 29 and I call myself a dog dad. So, <laughs> so I am A-OK for another year. Well, I mean, you don't call yourself dog dad, do you? Chris, we have to have a talk. I this is this is unacceptable. <laughs> you you're you're okay. All right. Alrighty. Okay. I hear you. I see you and I love you and I will try to forgive. Uh Brandon K. <laughs> Between paradise and me telling you I'm a dog dad. It's I a lot. Like <laughs> you're gonna have to work hard to get come me. to a conclusion. You're gonna have to do a lot to keep me around for Clayton's dumbass because that's the trifecta. <laughs> I don't think I could stick around for Clayton's season. I don't care for him at all. But what I did think was so funny was Brandon K showing up and being like, here's Mardi Gras beads and puts them around her neck oh and goes, God. you have to earn them by showing me your and then he hovers his hands around his chest area for too long. And Michelle goes, OK, well, you could just keep them and put some back on him. And he says, your heart. That's what I, your heart. I forgot the word for heart. And it's nope. like, yeah, why don't you nope. just go home? Also, nope. Brandon, Brandon's bio says he's from Austin. What's Brandon doing um, Mardi Gras shit when, you know, like, I, I don't know. Anyway, that dude it's, was so bad. It's so first and foremost, like, even if he tried to do the the misdirection where it's like, yeah. oh, I, I'm going to make you think I'm talking about your titties. You got to do, do it quick. You got to do it quick. And even then, you don't pause. do it as your yeah. first impression. As first of all, as your first impression, when buddy, no offense, you are not out here looking like the rest of these guys. Like you are not no. handsome enough for this shit either. And right. and then on top of it, you paused like a psycho. He just like mm -hmm. kept hovering his hands and moving them around in the air like like he was cradling titties like, buddy, hey, don't get lost in the moment. Be present. Even if your intentions were pure, you should understand and have this self-awareness. The amount of men who would say that wholeheartedly. So it's just like, yeah, let me not make that joke because that joke is not worth. It's, it's the juice is not worth the squeeze on that joke. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, Brandon, how'd you meet your your fiance? What was your first what was the first thing you said to your your future wife? Well, I put Mardi Gras beads around her and I went. <laughs> You know what? You got to earn them. You just have to show you show me your. And then I did this for about 37 seconds and she put the beads back around my neck and I said, your heart. Uh, and, and clearly I met I met her titties because I wanted to see her titties. And and then the family laughs and they're like, that's so Brandon. He doesn't understand human interaction. We are a family of aliens. Um, so, yeah, I didn't care for Brandon. Also didn't care for LT who showed up in a tuxedo underwear and it's like a yoga instructor sure whatever you know who was the star though is the guy who showed up after which is rick who's medical sales guy in la and he's got his head under the dome and i'm like i hate this i hate it so much as an entrance and caitlin and Tasha are like have you ever seen such a classy entrance and i'm like this is gross but then the dude stays in the table for the rest of the night and i'm on board 
I love that. I a lot that of people so complained fun. about that. I love. I thought it was so when fun. Someone commits to that shit until he got to hang out with her one on one. And that came later in the night. I loved it. I swear to God, that table was such a funny fucking bit after I realized it wasn't just the like the intro, like that. He wouldn't just like get out and walk into the like the ha- the, the house or whatever. Man, when he was in there and producers like had to walk him around. Oh, that was so funny, dude. It was it was definitely uh, there was even like a dude at some point who offered him offered a, drink. a drink. Yeah, it's just I when when people come in with a crazy outfit like that yeah, yeah, and yeah. commit to it, I'm like, yes. OK, you still it. don't deserve a rose, but like at least you can at least you committed. To here's it. the thing. That's what made me think there's more to him and that maybe he does deserve a rose. Also, is he wearing eyeliner? Because his his bottom lash like it, very strong. It looked like he was wearing eyeliner. Go back and watch him. He looks like he's wearing eyeliner and it's kind of wild. Like, he, he, I don't know what it is. Um, So we got Rick Ryan. We already talked about Rodney dressed up as an apple for teacher. A red apple, and he says, I'm obviously a Granny Smith. And you're like, No, you're not. <laughs> That's a green apple. And then she roasts him for that when they talk later. Okay, here's yeah, one she I was like, Bro, about. you couldn't like red delicious is right there. She named three red apples, and he still picked Granny Smith. So here's the guy that comes in that I want to talk about a lot because this is my thorn. This is one of my thorns for the episode. I'm gonna give him a chance, but this is one of my thorns. Peter yells in Italian. Tosses the pizza dough in the air no. and lets it fall to the ground. And no, I'm like, he gets Fuck no chance that. from me. He Fuck that. No you're going to throw me. good dough on the ground. First of all, first of all, you're going to throw dough on the ground. Second of all, you're going to yell in Italian, misrepresent us all. And then. And then he goes, I feel like I'm in a Ferrari. And this is exactly my notes. People who make being Italian their entire thing. Gross. <laughs> when your entire personality is. What I'm Italian, you don't, you know, you don't know what it is to be Italian unless you are Italian. You gotta be Italian to understand what it's like to be Italian. You know, my nonna used to say that you put a good cannoli in front of a guy, you'd have that man's heart forever. So I'm gonna put a cannoli in front of this woman. I'm gonna tell Michelle, yo, you're gonna have a bite of this cannoli, and then she'll have a bite of my. You know what I'm talking about? Because I'm gonna make a pizza dough and I'm gonna flip it in the air before I flip it. Oh, oh, oh. and I'll tell you what. Oh, it's like a mama used to make with the good sauce. You know, we call that gravy in New Jersey because I'm a fucking Italian, but I'm not really. An, let's fuck it. His note is a pizzapreneur. It's not entrepreneur. It's pizzapreneur is his job title. And it's. I fucking hate it. You know, I just want to say, are? you know what his facts are? You know <laughs> yes, I looked deep, them up. Of course, you know I know how them deeply up. stereotypically awful this garbage fucking pile of a fucking man is that he's ruining everything about being Italian. I have just grown a mustache. I have never looked more Italian in my fucking life. And this is the stereotype shit that I have to walk into every day where I go out into the world and they're like, this guy gets what I'm talking about. Hey, Mikey, why don't you? Pull off your shirt and show us that fucking uh, undershirt you got going. Is it stained with fucking gravy? Where's your chest hair, you fucking dummy? Hey, Wap Boy, give me that gold chain. And this is the kind of fucking person that perpetuates this garbage because he's exactly what you think he is. No fucking doubts about it. This guy is fucking dumb and he calls himself a vino head. 
He loves red wine and he's a vino head. You don't need to say the Italian word for everything. Oh, Peter, stop it. <laughs> okay, multiple things. One, you doing the Italian impression with that mustache. Could, could, could not take you seriously at all. It felt like watching a caricature. Like it felt uh, like watching. It was. Even though you are Italian, it still felt like. Well, look, I was doing a caricature. I that you know what? I'll, I'll accept the compliment because that is a testament to my acting ability at this point. Two. Uh-huh. Dude, <laughs> this is your version of when last season I flipped shit about Connor and his puns and him being <laughs> told that he has a sense of humor and how that yeah. shit got to me to my core. Yeah, this is your Connor. OK. All right. Well, good. This guy's my Connor. You know what his other two facts are? He loves deep house music, which, of course, Guido, you love it. <laughs> but then. Then this fucking loser, this fucking moron walking on two legs that this fucking I this man should lose everything. This is what he says. Why? I don't understand why he would want to say this, why he'd want this information out there, why this is a fact at all. Peter doesn't like libraries. Yeah. What? Fuck reading. What? <laughs> Excuse me. What is no, the bro, logic? He doesn't what is the like logic? Li- he doesn't like libraries because he's too busy drowning in pussy to read. You know what, Peter? How about you call me on the phone? Peter, I'm putting this out there. If anybody knows Peter from Florida, the 26-year-old pizzapreneur, I want to ask him, which one of your uncles do you like the most and why is it Uncle Frank? I love how his picture on the website, he's wearing a gold chain, yeah, which and- says to me he's so Italian that he wears the gold chain while he fucks. Oh, the gold chain doesn't come off. Why would the gold chain come off? It doesn't matter what he's doing. Uh, no, Chris, have you met this type of guy? Have you met this type of guy? <laughs> have you met this type of guy? They don't take off the gold chains. The gold chains are put on them when they hit 16 and go to their confirmation. And they're like, I'm the family now. And they try to get into some business with their uncles who are degenerate fucks. And they're like, Uncle Frankie, let me help you with this one. And he's like, Peter, listen to me. I'm going away for a very long time and you can't help me for reasons that I'm not allowed to say out loud because I am wearing a wire. Don't tell your dad. He's got this head tilt going on that's as, as if he's going, come on. You know what I mean? This picture of him. I'm so, so heated. I'm so heated. I okay, love his bio. <laughs> His bio. I'm just gonna read because it's gonna make you upset. Chris, we have five minutes before you have to go. You have to go. Seven ten. Seven ten. That's still not enough time. We have two full pages. Okay, I'll just one one sentence from his bio. One sentence. Peter's dream woman is honest, committed, spontaneous, and not interested in talking politics on a date. Just say oh, you're Republican, just say bro. Republican, buddy. Just say you're Republican. There's, just say said, that you thought Trump had a couple good ideas. <laughs> you just, said I'm Republican in more words. Like, well, you didn't have to do that. My God, this guy could not be more of a fucking Italian out of the East, South, coast, whatever. He's guaranteed he loved... Look, Trump, I don't I don't like the guy the way he does things, but I'm saying he might have had a couple good ideas. That guy, that's what he's thinking. That's what's come up at the dinner table. Hundred percent. This guy lives in Florida, Port St. Joe, Florida. 
this man has had conversations with people that come in and be like, can you believe it? You know, my family immigrated here years ago, but these new immigrants get out of here. Like he apparently uh, posted to his IG story the day of the premiere being like, can't wait for the show to premiere and y'all see it and tagged the bachelorette and tagged himself. It's his story from his account. And he wrote like his own at in the story. So we got Daniel up next, who is a firefighter and showed up on a toy truck. And it was pretty funny. And he's like, well, I'm a firefighter. And she's like, that's dope. And then PJ shows up in a real fire truck with sirens blaring right after Daniel shows up. And my notes go, wow, they clowned him so hard with the toy truck. They really got him good. Um, Man, that's so funny. And then they cut to Peter and the rest of the guys looking out the window. And Peter goes like, he looks like a good looking guy. And then one of the other guys gives him a look like, did you just fucking say that? (laughs) Like guys can't know if a guy's good looking or not. Like one of these other, I forget who it was, looked right at him and was like, are you fucking serious right now? You're going to tell me that he's good looking? Which is a dumb mentality. Men are allowed to be straight and say that other men are attractive. I tell you all the time how beautiful you are. And I do the same back to you, sweetie. I know you do. Look at us go. But that's what I'm saying. It's not only okay for a man to say that another man's look good. In fact, it has nothing to do with your sexuality if you were to say damn that guy looks so good i'll let him bust on my face like just it's it's fine just let it happen just say it just say look you can admit that somebody looks good and then if it comes down to it and you're like (laughs) not into it you can be like no but i'm flattered because you look so good you know what i mean like that can still feel good Look, anytime I've is, been hit on by a dude, it's it's the moment of my week because it's just like it's oh, I don't man. think I was going to change leagues. But if I do, it's good to know that there's an offer. See, it's not even that simple, Chris. You don't really change leagues. It's part that's, of oh, you. You know what? You're right. Part. You're right. No, I'm a bigot. I'm a bigot. See, that's that's changing. built. See, we learn right. that young and then, you know, we're unlearning and we're being bigger people. Yep. Um. And then we got Brandon J who shows up on a bed and he's got fuck boy vibes the entire time with her. But in the beginning, he seemed like, I love my family. I raised my brother. And then in the bed, he's like, guess what? You can wake up next to me, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what it's going to be like. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing right now? This- okay. Um, Spencer uh, has all I wrote was two balls. Oh, basketballs. Got it. Uh, and then there was uh, Brian who dances and dips her. He's an NFL player, apparently. He just like dips her. Jamari shows up, rips off his sleeves. Edward has a bowl that like a singing bowl. That's he's a wellness guy, and he's like, "Do you feel?" And she's like, "I do feel a little bit better." And he's like, "I know, isn't that good?" And I'm like, Edward looks like he will. He's he has murdered someone and will do it again. Um. So uh, Joe. Leroy shows up, takes a Polaroid. Martin does a backflip and Joe shows up and she's like, you look really familiar. He's like, well, I'm from Minnesota. She's like, have I slid into your DMs? Is your last name Coleman? And he's like, yeah, that's me as he's walking away. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. This is interesting. Uh, Then they cut to the to the to the the hotel. They're in that uh, hotel. And then Rick is to go back. So to funny. go back to the yes. DM thing, um, 
sorry, I was I was reading I was reading someone's uh, fun facts and they was were lame. Um, no, uh, it was because did you know that he hates libraries? Did you know that that he hates? Did you know that the Italian guy who's super Italian is like, I'm so proud about being Italian. Everybody's going to know I'm Italian and therefore associate Italians with me. Um, yeah, I, I hate libraries. And also uh, politics at the table is unacceptable because I hate libraries because they contain so many lies like science books. Fucking dumbass. Uh, <laughs> I I truly I need to take it easy. Okay, but the fact that you still said take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris. You can't do this to me right now. Sorry, I'm so you put it right there. So you got back to the DM sliding. I was just gonna say the wildness of like Michelle slid into your DMs, bro. Uh huh. And you like, which they get into later on in the episode that uh, Joe. Do you want to just cut to that? Go for it. Let's just cut to that. So Joe ghosted Michelle. Michelle slid into the DMs. They talked, and she flat out asked him like, "Why? Why the ghosting?" Which. Of course, like Michelle, uh, that's what we want. Get to and, the bottom of it. And love that. And then Joe was just like, you know, with everything that was happening with George Floyd, I was just wasn't in a headspace that I just basically was saying, like, I don't think I would have been a good person to be around or anything like that, which mm-hmm. is fair with all of the pros, like just or just in life in general. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't have the energy to respond to people, which is 1000 yeah. percent fair. That being said, you should still be a fucking adult and just be like, hey, I'm going through a lot. Um, well, that's what she said. She said, I'm a big communication person. I'm understanding also a woman of color, you know, uh, respect is a huge thing for me. How do I know you won't just shut down again? And then he goes, I've been in therapy and I came for you. Yeah. Um, So like, great that they're talking about mm. like, Hey, he's just admitting like, yeah, that was wrong. And, you know, I've been going through therapy so I can get better at communicating and shit like that. But also, Joe, if you're going to shut down every time a black person is murdered by police, you're going to be shut down 24 seven. My guy, I would high five you and then we'd look solemn about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, like the Joy Floyd shit was definitely like I remember last year that I was also in the same headspace as well. But you can't you can't be locking down like that. If that's going to be what it takes, then in that case, you're never going to be open. Mm. <laughs> this is America, bro. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I, I love sad that country. Whole... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I love that, that whole... conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the fact that Michelle would just call him like she basically even gave he... him a warning. She was like, this is I don't know if I can trust you. You have to work hard for my trust. And, and like, I like I how the it... therapy. It was redemption for when uh, uh, Kate, Caitlin and Tasha were like, who is that guy? She's like, oh, he ghosted me. Like, right. oh, are you are you interested? And he, she's like a little. When yeah. I saw that, I'm like, Michelle, don't do this. Don't do this. Michelle, no, don't no. do this. Yeah. Don't do this. But then in this moment, that yeah. moment was the redemption of like, OK, you know yes. what? Yeah. Even though you're interested, but you're interested with like, you already did me once wrong. I'm not going to mm. let you just walk over me again. Yeah. So that was I just, like that further proof that michelle is the bachelor she's gonna be an amazing bachelorette this season i'm excited to see where it goes i it sucks that we know that clayton is the bachelor because i would love to see and get upset by being like michelle why this square milky man um 
Jamie is like, you You smile with your spirit. Wonderful, wonderful line. Jamie tells her that. Peter says, so you know I'm Italian. It's like, shut the fuck up. Yes, everybody within a like 30 mile radius can tell you're Italian because you fucking radiate stupid. You fucking dick. I hate this. He gives her a cannoli that he made. And she's like, I've never had a cannoli in my life. I almost called them calzones. And you could feel that moment of restraint in Peter where he was like, you almost did what? Um, then we cut back to the room where she's coming out to talk to guys. And Jamari is like, oh, God, there she is. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> and his voice is so deep. It's very funny when somebody's got a voice that deep and then has a moment of like self-consciousness and is like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> like, it's very funny to me. His voice uh, was cartoonishly. Deep. Yes. Yes. And I loved it. I thought it was so fucking funny. After Joe, what was I think his name again? Jomari. Jamari. Do you want to look at his fun facts? Is that what you're looking up right now? Yeah. Do you want to tell me the number one? <laughs> or do you not want to tell that one? Uh, <laughs> it's just the first fun fact is Jamari eats an entire watermelon every morning. Uh-huh. And that's a lot of watermelon. That's a lot of watermelon, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Jamari, this show has too many white people for you to be throwing out shit like that. <laughs> I hadn't even considered that. Oh, my God. This show has too much of a racist fan base for you to be dropping that as your fun fact, bro. Oh, no. You know what? I bet he gave them a list of 10 and producers picked that one. Listen, man, I love chicken, but you don't hear me going around white people saying I love fried chicken. Yeah, and I love meatballs, but you don't hear me saying anything bad about meatballs because I love meatballs. <laughs> um, look, Rick. Uh, oh, there was a shitty rhyme with Spencer. I didn't care for that. Rodney gets roasted by Michelle because he said green apple. Uh, Brian dips Michelle again, and it's like that's his one thing. Uh, Rick rolls up with the table. She feeds him a strawberry. I can't tell if he's handsome or not. Is he wearing eyeliner? It'd have been so funny if he was either very short or extremely tall. Like if Rick showed, if Rick popped out and he was a dwarf, I'd be like, hell yeah, that's a hell of a move to be under the table for. That would have been wild. Or if he was like seven feet tall and crammed under there the whole night. I just wanted to see some dynamics. Ryan sucks so much. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, ice cream. She likes it. He says he coaches for Special Olympics. And then that's when Tasha and Caitlin tell Michelle and then they go through all of that. Um, when she walks him out, Pardeep's reaction is priceless. The dude's face got so big and he was so shocked. It was amazing. I, I hope Pardeep gives us more like Justin reactions from last season. Yeah. Pardeep um, seems like he's gonna. I'm rooting for him because I like. I don't know. Some people are saying that he's the first Indian contestant. Is he for on real? The Bachelor. I don't know about that. Um, but I do know it's incredibly rare that we see anyone of Indian descent on this show. So it's just dope to see that. So I hope he gets pretty far. Man, um, I'm just looking at him like he seems like a fun dude. He seems like he likes joking around, and he's a neuroscientist. And I'm like that. I don't know, man. In this picture, he looks like he's he's he wouldn't be a neuroscientist. I don't picture yeah. a neuroscientist wearing that kind of jacket. You know what I mean? But here he yeah. is, and he's got 
you know, he seems cool. He's out in Brooklyn. I like this dude. I, yeah. So Pardeep gives us a really, really fun look. Um, Ryan leaves. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, people might not be here for the right reasons. Uh, and then they cut to Ryan waiting for his car, but crinkling a water bottle so loud. Uh, I thought that was funny. Michelle tells everybody like what happened, but not in detail. Nate, Nate gets in there. He's like, look, I'm not nervous, but I'm excited. I'm nervous. And she's like, not nervous, excited. It feels like you're excited. And then he's like, my family isn't like yours. I had a great childhood, but divorced parents. My mom's going through another divorce. Well, my stepdad, who's like my best friend, um, and he's like, I've never seen my parents kiss and I want my kids to see that, you know? And she said, I applaud you for being open with me because you didn't want to talk about your family right now. And then you did. And I feel like I brought that out of you and I appreciate you opening up and being understanding and you kind of reset my night. And that was a very nice feeling. And then they kind of just sat next to each other and you could see it on them that they both wanted that kiss, but neither of them was ready for it. And I appreciated seeing that. Um, And then the first impression rose comes around and Michelle asks Nate, can I steal you for a second? They go up. He gets the first impression rose. They smooch. That's where the kiss goes. It's time for roses. Who do we got getting roses? I'm going through them in order that they get the rose. Well, Nate gets the first impression rose. Jamie, Leroy, Martin, Spencer, Rick, Clayton, (laughs) Peter, Jesus, PJ, Malik, Romeo in quote in parentheses, really? Daniel, Brandon J, Will, Chris S, Rodney, Alec, Pardeep, who says when he, when she asked, will you accept the stories? He goes, now and always. I thought that was cute. Love that. Chris G, Casey, LT, Olumide. And then she has a moment. She's like, can I? I'll be right back. And she has a moment to consider. And then she gives a rose to Joe. Um, so that's what she was mulling over, whether or not to give the rose to Joe, whether or not she can trust him. So that means we're saying bye, bitch, to Ryan and a good night to the valet uh, guy, Jack and Garrett, Edward, Jamari, Brandon and Brian. So we got all those guys gone. Uh, Jack never stood a chance. Edward never stood a chance. We knew they were going. Garrett neither. Uh, Jamari, I really hoped would stick around because he gave us like a little cartoony moment with the hand thing. And I thought that was fun. Um, just the fact then, that he ripped his sleeves off and was just so, so funny. muscular. It was just so hilarious. Funny. It was so yeah. cartoonish. I wanted more of that for the show, but I guess it's time for the Rose and Thorn. Uh, I've already alluded to my thorn, but I have two tonight. One of them, Peter, I'm giving you one fucking shot. Please don't ruin it. Please don't be the absolute worst. I the whole I'm Italian is my entire thing. Stop it. But Peter gets a thorn and Ryan big thorn, big thorn for Ryan. A rose to Michelle, period. Full stop. Michelle gets a rose. She's going to be an amazing bachelorette this season and the way she handled Ryan. Fantastic. A rose also goes to Jamari and Pardeep for giving me moments that I laughed out loud and I would give one to Rick too, but the whole table thing was a dumb idea. It's just the commitment to it that I wanted to give a rose to. And I don't think I want to give a rose to Rick 
for the idea, but rather for the commitment. So right. I'm just going to give it to Pardeep and Jamari and let them shine that way. What do you think? Uh, my th- uh, rose, various two roses goes to Michelle for yeah. right off the bat, Easy. establishing that like no matter what the producers try to do, manipulate and all that, her yeah. as a lead going to be phenomenal. Easy. Um, and uh, probably proof of why one of the many reasons why we need more uh, black bachelorettes. Um, and then two other rows goes to Nate. Love you, bro. Love oh, you. Nate gets a rose from me too, for sure. Nate, I just love your existence. I love who you are. Um, and uh, if if you're free Saturday, hit me up. Bro. Um, love you, bro. Uh, I honestly... I'm calling I'm calling like first impression rose is a good indicator because in the past first impression rose has meant that they are the one that they choose in the end. And right. at least for the bachelorette, I'm going to say Nate is my top seed for this. But the previews yeah. really want us to believe that it's Joe. Yeah, I think it's either going to be Joe or Nate. Um, yeah, it, that's going to be the top two right there. You know what? Uh, there's a surprise. There's a spoiler for the season, but there's a surprise that Jack comes back. And uh, parks a car. Weird. Jack the valet guy. Oh, uh, <laughs> come on, man. He's not that forgettable, right? <laughs> uh, and then thorns go to Ryan's existence. Boom. Um, Full on. Was it Chris S who showed up wearing no pants at all? No, that's uh, LT. LT for showing up with no pants. Fuck you. Uh, Clayton, fuck you for being so unseasoned. Yeah, uh, and fuck ABC for being like this is who we this want the our lead guy. to be. Uh, because for some reason, this franchise has the hugest hard on for pasty, unoriginal white men. Um, also, Thorn goes to uh, Joe. For not communicating and ghosting, but it sounds like he'll he'll work his way out of that. So, yeah. but but still shitty. You should have communicated. I should can't believe better, you used. I can't believe you used George Floyd to get out of ghosting. Yo, that's like yeah, that's like if you were just like, fucking... oh, sorry, I didn't text you back. Just you know, slavery. <laughs> <laughs> I get hey, the Chris, fuck out of here, <laughs> Chris. I'm. Uh... I'm sorry we I was late to the podcast, but I too was thinking about slavery and <laughs> I got lost in thought and um, could not bring myself to be on the podcast on time. Just before recording, I had to put on well, you're Canadian, so I don't know if you saw mm. it, but like Congress tried to. Show yeah, I saw solid, that. Or you saw we that see they- everything you guys have going on. You know that, right? Well, that's true. We were such a shit show. Well, I mean, we're always a shit show, but we were such a shit show during then. Yeah. Yeah. It is literally like if it, oh man, if that was written, people would be like, this is too much. Who's doing this? (laughs) What was it? What are they they called? Kente Claus? Or like, what is it? Is that what? Uh, Kente, Kente something. Kente, Kente Claus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got it right. I'm on it. Joe's gonna be like, sorry, I didn't sorry I didn't show up for this date. I had to real quickly put on a kente cloth and kneel real quick. 
Uh-huh. I uh, I knelt in front of a statue of a white man because that's all we have in this country. Ooh, I shake my fist. I shook my fist at the statue and I knelt. And uh, that's why I didn't text you back. Um, anyway, that that's going to do it for us this week. We're going to be back next week with more Michelle Young season 18 of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to We Didn't Get a Rose. We love you and bye. good night. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you.